The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Thursday the 12th, and you're tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Marsh is out for the week, still feeling a little bit under the weather, but I got my first guest joining me in studio. It's Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles. Mayor, how you doing? Good morning. It's, it's great to get across the street to to see every once in a while. Well, that's uh, probably coming to an end here sooner rather than later because City Hall is uh, being renovated and looks like that's really starting to get underway. Well, I, well, I think the the taking everything out is the easy part. Yeah. Rebuilding it is going to be a, a lot much more difficult. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're still looking at possibly a two-year time frame on that. Uh, uh, we just, you know, they just started doing the work back a couple months ago and, and that was the plan in the, the get-go was to find a place for a, a minimum of two years and mm-hmm. Our hopes are that the two years is the the time frame, but as time goes by and supplies and all that, uh, who knows? It could be two and a half years. They, I, I've uh, been keeping an eye on uh, the doings of the city hall, and you guys have been certainly very busy uh, the whole last year of 2022, and then to start this year. So, did you guys give yourself any time off during the holidays, or? Well, you know what? You're right. 2022 was a very, very busy time for the city of Martinsburg, and I commend the city council for everything that they pushed forward to have things done here within the city. Uh, the city staff, Mark Ball and Andy Blake, and all of the, the department heads for everything that they've done to move the city forward. In the last year, we've seen a lot of projects get complete, and a lot of projects that have started up. You know, we completed Martin Street. We cleaned. It, we completed the streetscape out there on uh, Illinois and, and and Georgia, and and now you know we're, we're working on the underpass. Mm-hmm. You know, looks great by the way. Yeah, it, it does, and uh, can't wait till that gets done because we're gonna have some kind of uh, murals on the side nice. somewhere. That's that's the plan at this point. You know, we have the parking lots across the street from the uh, the the police station. Uh, you know, you have the uh, the, the city hall renovations. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to move into into a temporary uh, digs up here across the street and 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 we have uh we have a, a project coming up uh well actually it's in the works right now and they're actually working on it if you have an opportunity take a walk down on your frog hollow trail they're they're starting to, to make things happen down there and that uh i'm i'm confident saying that you know late spring we're going to see that complete mm-hmm. so that we can be able to utilize that within the community yeah i'm definitely excited about that when we've talked about that so much here on panhandle uh panhandle live especially with uh, andy he seems to be pretty excited about that too i think from what i've been told every picture you see of the frog hollow spur as it's been going i think has been taken by him right well i, I can tell you <laughs> that he 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 does an awful lot of walking yeah one thing about andy is you know he gets out walks around the community and I think on a daily basis, he goes for a nice hour walk for lunch. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's important because then you get to see, you know, firsthand what's going on. You know, you guys get very busy there at City Hall. It's probably super easy to just stay in the office and, you know, focus on uh, the paperwork and the plannings and the different things going on. But it's good to get out and kind of check the community by hand. Well, you you know, you're right because we're so used to being in downtown Mm -hmm. and and now that we're up here, we kind of sometimes feel that we're a little bit away from the action down there. So I know for myself and other other department heads, they, they make it a, a point to go down and walk through town and, and drive through town to make sure everything is still going on there. Now, you talked about that, uh, the Frog Hollow Spur and all the different projects that are, you know, in the process of being completed or starting up or have been completed. Uh, and one, and um, forgive me, I forget uh, the name we were, uh, the guy we were talking to, but he was talking about the Lake Thomas uh, project kind of uh, in the works or in the beginning stages of the works starting. So uh, when it comes to that Lake Thomas project, that's, I think, a really big deal because when you even just walk past it it'd be easy to not even notice that lake over there but that's a beautiful property right in the middle of the city it it is and you know there's there's actually two uh things that we're looking at we're looking at a creek side a creek side study down there by the old uh, the old mill and Mm -hmm. the old uh uh, railroad in, in the in the back there by orsini's uh so we have that on the books that we're looking at uh Possibly bringing a lot of people together to make things happen down there. Lake Thomas definitely is is a, a recreational and hopefully tie in the uh, the Frog Hollow Trail into that. Um, you know, some of the things you got to be leery of is you got to make sure that it's going to be safe because it's not. Those are those are pretty high cliffs that they have oh, yeah. there. You know, so we don't want people getting hurt or have anything like that. So there's there's a lot of things that go into to to do the study to check things out to make sure that when we do when and if we do something that it's going to be safe for the community. Now, what about looking forward here into 2023? Any new projects that uh, you'd be willing to kind of share about? You know, uh, to, to be quite honest... Uh, or just still trying to kind of we, get the ones we going? Ha- we, have a, we have a list uh, that's probably two pages long of uh, projects that, that, that are on the books that have either started through the, the, the talking phases, the study phases for the Creekside, uh, Lake Thomas, and all that. So... Um, you, you'll see things happening pretty much on a regular basis. Uh, you know, we're pretty much set out. The one thing the uh, city council has done is they've been able to to um, plan things out forward so that you know something doesn't sneak up on us. Right now, of course, here on uh, WPM and WCST last night, could have heard uh, Governor Justice's State of the State address, and uh, he's got a lot of big plans uh, for the state. We'll see if they end up coming through, and you know, they got the checks and balances. You know how that kind of stuff works with government. Uh, but I'll ask you, kind of, what is uh, the state of Martinsburg? How do you feel about it? Well, I, you know what, I think the uh, city of Martinsburg is is moving forward real quick, real fast, and and a lot of people have uh, really stepped up to the plate. You know, we have a, a Great staff at city uh, at the city. We have uh, great people, great workers. Uh, the city council has done nothing but advance uh, whatever, advance in a more positive direction part of uh, Martinsburg. And, and I remember years ago that there was an article called Little Baltimore. They called us Little Baltimore. You don't hear them calling us Little Baltimore anymore uh, because we've we've been able right. to to work past that and work forward. So we're excited about all the things that we have coming down in the future. We're excited about working together to put policies together to to enhance uh, uh, Martinsburg's city. Why is it? Why is Little Baltimore always the uh, the local town kind of bad word to call? Well, you know what that that, that came out of an article from yeah. the New Yorker, and it just kind of it was a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And, and at the time, I mean, at the time, things were were crazy here. Not to say that they're uh, in that arena that they're not still crazy, but you know, we didn't have services or anything put in place, and and you know, the city and the county worked together to put services together to be able to. 
uh, enhance and help individuals that were having those problems. So, you know, that kind of pushes people away when they see that they yeah. you know that they don't have that market to, to work with. Now, one of the things that I think has been impressive to me, um, you know, in my short time being a Martinsburg uh, resident has been kind of the re-emphasis of downtown because you know of course with 81 a lot of the businesses are going to move out that way because it's easier to get to you know the consumers and things like that and that hurt downtown martinsburg hurt all a lot of downtowns all across the country i mean cumberland maryland another example of that put the interstate over top and then the downtown kind of slowly died at that point but there's been an emphasis uh, with main street martinsburg and of course uh, city hall to, and well the city of martinsburg to bring a lot of that stuff back in to the city which i think is a really big and a good thing well, you're right, and it's not just the downtown area. I mean, we mm-hmm. have a lot of things going on within the city limits as far as businesses coming within the city, and we saw a, a huge increase in business license over the last uh, the last year. So we're really excited to be able to attract good, positive businesses here uh, into uh, the city of Martinsburg and, and into the downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's impressive, too, to just see the amount of people walking around shopping or going to eat or just walking around because downtown Martinsburg is beautiful. you got the, the, you know, the roundhouse. You have just the architecture for the, the buildings around. I mean, it's a great place just to walk and check out. Yeah, and there, there's a new coffee shop that will be having a ribbon cutting tomorrow down, right. on, down on Berkshire. Mm-hmm. I think it's called the Community, Community Cup. Cup. Uh, so I'm you know I'm excited to, to see that happen. It's nice to see... Uh, places that you can get together and have fellowship and to be able to help somebody make some money on the side. Too. Right, and you uh, say uh, with fellowship, because I believe, now don't quote me here because I'm not 100% sure, we were talking with Pastor Tim Garino of the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission. Uh, I think he has a little bit of a hand in uh, the Community Cup Coffee, but it's for a good cause. It's not just, you know... I hate to use Starbucks because they're just the low-hanging fruit. But it's not just a, you know a big chain well, thank, restaurant thank going in. Thank goodness it's not Starbucks. That's an awful <laughs> that's an awful heavy coffee price to have yeah. in our downtown. Exactly, but it's local. It's local right. people. It's it's citizens of the area starting these businesses, which is as important as ever. Well, yeah, I'll tell you. I met the couple that that was putting that together, and and you know they ran into some struggles along the way as far as getting materials. Uh, delivered and back back orders and stuff like that. But I had an opportunity to get on there the other day, have a cup of coffee, talk to the people that are working there. And, you know, I'm excited for them, and I'm excited for the city of Martinsburg. And uh, we talked about it, too, <clears throat> excuse me, right before we went on the air, uh, that I think I owe uh, oh. Andy Blake, a uh, kudos. Because, you should. Because <laughs> I've gotten on him many, many times. We've even gone through back and forth in emails about the crosswalks in downtown Martinsburg because I'm a proponent of using the signals waiting for the signals right abiding by the law i guess you can say and uh, i came across a couple that weren't changing and uh, i've seen different people uh, over you know the years now just kind of standing there at the crosswalk waiting 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 and uh, doing my citizen due diligence i uh, voiced my opinion and my thoughts on it and thankfully andy and the powers that be they got that uh, at least from what i've seen they've gotten that figured out so uh, if you hit the crosswalk buttons it'll change for you <laughs> you can cross safely. i'll make sure andy hears that uh, <laughs> And I'm sure he'll take all the credit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if absolutely. not, I'll, I'll let him take all the credit. As he should, yeah. As he should. Because, uh, yeah, I remember uh, one of the last times uh, he came in and he just kind of stared at me. He was like, I thought we worked on that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you might want to ask. Well, but not, I think well, the state sure gets now. involved. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely involved now. Uh, but again, speaking with Martinsburg Mayor uh, Kevin Knowles, we just got a few minutes here before we have to uh, cut to our first break. Uh, the West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey will be jo- joining the show. But, you know, as a new citizen, as a new-ish resident, uh, it's in, been in very impressive to see the strides in the lengths that uh you know martinsburg has been improving in just really a short amount of time and how long have you been in? oh 
uh, coming up on two years, I and, believe. And you've been living down at the the, the hotel, the mm-hmm, old hotel. Mm-hmm. Well, then you get the bird's eye view of what's happening. Yeah. I mean, what, with the with everything that's coming in, do you use the gaming uh, place across the street? For I you? have not, but my nephew has not, has not stopped talking my ear off about it. So <laughs> I will be in there at some point. And, you know, just all these different things that are opening up and you take a look at what's going to be happening now at the Apollo, at the the money that they're going to get from the county to put that that marquee up that's going that's going to be huge you know we're we're looking at stuff down at the at the rain, at the train station past the train station you have the roundhouse everything's always happening things are moving forward moving forward real quick real fast i tell people keep your eyes and ears open because it's going to pass you right by but I, I can't tell you how proud i am of again of my city, the city council and uh, the city staff because they've been very receptive to a lot of things real quick, real fast that have uh, really moved the city forward. And, and if it weren't for them, I don't think we'd be able to do that. And I don't think they get enough credit. Yeah. You know, we, we tend to get beat up a lot about the, the things that people don't like. But, you know, what about all the things that, that, that are very positive what we're doing here in the city of Martinsburg? Take a look at the, the size of the events we're having. These are not little events. And these aren't all people coming from out of the area. These are people coming into the city of Martinsburg in this county that are saying, you know what, Martinsburg has changed. Mm-hmm. My perception of Martinsburg has changed. We need to come downtown. We need to support it and have fun along the way. Absolutely. And I do have one more question uh, to ask you about the uh, the trains in uh, you know at the Roundhouse and things like that. Um, is there ever an opportunity or a possibility? I'm sure this has probably been a long conversation for years and years now. Uh, but there's a commuter train that goes to D.C. and it's kind of you know well it's commuter time six around six o'clock in the morning. Then they come back a little bit later in the evening. Uh, would there ever be a possibility of kind of a and I don't know what the actual term is called, but a train you know maybe at like noon for people to go down and come back at more of a reasonable time? Well, you, you, they do also have Amtrak that comes through there, so there are different stops, different times of the day, but. Uh, it's it's hard enough to keep that train coming here. I mean, I fight that battle every day. I, every time I'm in the the down in uh, Charleston, I'm talking to the legislature. Every time I'm talking to anybody, my a good your, well, your father's mm-hmm. mayor, mm-hmm. Uh, her and I have talked about how the importance of uh, the rail is, and and it's just it's very important that we keep that on the forefront because we have this. Eight, uh, this 385 apartments that we're going to be having here on King Street yeah. that are going to be for market value that we're going to be marketing to different areas, which is going to be very conducive for a young professional like yourself taking an apartment like that you have mm-hmm. at, the, at the old hotel to be able to do that but still have the amenities to do things that they'd like to do. So that includes the trail. That includes the Creekside project that we're looking at, the, the, the Lake Thomas, and it also includes, includes – rail travel to and from to the cities. Now I was talking with people and they're like, well, the demand's not there for it and whatnot. But I'm like, the demand's not there. In my opinion, demand's not there because there really hasn't been a chance for the demand to be well, there. Well, you're right. I, I think, you know, they started taking uh, numbers during COVID. Well, you know, yeah. people are home. 30% of the workforce is working from home now. But that's, you know, that's going to change a long time. But all I ask whenever I talk to the legislators or when I talk to Maryland about uh, keeping that line open is, 
give us five to seven years. Give us a commitment, mm-hmm. five to seven years. Because I, I can see if if in five to seven years think don't, things don't change, change drastically, then you want go on with what you want to do. Exactly. But yeah. give us an opportunity. Right. That's if all it, we're asking. If it doesn't work, it doesn't that's work. Right. But you know, you'd like to give it a chance. Don't say that's not the that's not the way we do business. Well, you know, sometimes we're going to change the way we do business to bring in business. Yeah, because that was one of the reasons I you know landed in downtown Martinsburg was the proximity to the train for just the chance to uh, you know hop on there on any given day and go down in the city for the day and come back. And I, I think that's a huge kind of that you know all the other green space uh, opportunities that you mentioned with the the trail and connecting it out towards War Memorial Park and such is, is critical to bring people. Oh, in. definitely, definitely. I I totally agree. Well. I appreciate you stopping in, uh, Mayor. Uh, it's, it's been impressive. I've said it a couple times now the amount of uh, great things that are happening in Martinsburg and continuing to happen in Martinsburg. Uh, and I think it's a testament to you and your uh, council for you know being proactive and moving forward with a lot of these well, things. Well, we appreciate we appreciate the thought. Thank you very much for allowing us to come up and speak about the city of Martinsburg. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, just make sure you tell Andy I said good oh, job. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him one thing. I don't I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna tell him. Well, Mayor, thank you again for stopping by. And we'll be back for more Panhandle Live after the break on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. You're listening to my Uncle Doe and Marsha on Panhandle Live. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms in West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I am Jordan Nice Warner. For the break, we have Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles on to, well, give us kind of a state of the city. Of course, you uh, we you heard Jim Justice's, uh, Governor Jim Justice's state of the state address last night. But, uh, you know, things are moving forward at such a great pace here in Martinsburg. It's been fun to see, and it's always great talking uh, to Mayor Knowles. So if you missed any of that conversation, you can listen back to that a little bit later on over on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and uh, Spotify page. But speaking of Governor Jim Justice, like I said, he delivered his seventh uh, state of the state address last night, which you could have heard right here on WPM and WCST or all across our Metro News family stations. Uh, and he made it pretty clear that growth is uh, one of the main things on his agenda for this coming year. But if we want at this moment in time to grow the state of West Virginia, we're going to have to aggressively look at our personal income tax. And well, that was really the big headline coming out of his state of the state was him wanting to reduce the personal income tax by around 50%, which uh, is a pretty big deal to us West Virginians. And here's some of his words uh, on him trying to decrease that personal income tax. I'm proposing... Our West Virginia tsunami that the world will hear in every single way. They'll hear it from every rooftop in every way. A tsunami that does nothing but benefit all, everyone. Tonight I am proposing the biggest tax cut in the history of this state. I'm proposing a 50% reduction in our PIT across the board now. Well, that's pretty uh, pretty big words there from uh, the big guy, Governor Jim Justice, here for the state of West Virginia, which, you know, there was a lot of talk, especially towards the end of last year, about different cuts. I mean, you had uh, the amendments that he was going all around and talking about traveling around the state and such, and that came with the car tax and different things like that. But the personal income tax has always been one uh, that it seems like has been on his agenda and a lot of West Virginians' agenda. And if he can get that one through, a 50% reduction in the personal income tax, he's probably going to be making uh, a lot more fans across the state. That is uh, for sure. But State Senator Mike Stewart 
He seemed to have enjoyed what he was hearing from the uh, governor last night. I liked what I heard about tax cuts. I want to learn more. I'm open to all good ideas. But the idea of doing it big, making it mean something, having big impact, that's what we have to do right now. And current Senator Eric Nelson also had some words about the state of the state. Well, big ideas, and I think it's important we have big ideas at this time. And uh, as a new member of the Senate, I look forward to working with the governor and his team as we continue to build West Virginia. So we will see, of course, as we know with politicians, uh, they like to drop those big ideas, talk about all these big plans. Sometimes it takes a while for those plans to come into fruition. Uh, But, you know, especially with the personal income tax, I think we would all like to see that one happen sooner rather than later. But coming up after the break, I'll be chatting with Attorney General, West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey. It'll be our first time talking with him in 2023. So we'll get his uh, thoughts on the recap of 2022. Apparently broke a lot of records uh, for West Virginia in 2022. And uh, whatever else, he's always got a lot to talk about in regards to the citizens of West Virginia. So we'll be chatting with West Virginia Attorney Attorney General Patrick Morrissey after the break here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Join me on the phone, West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey. Sir, good morning. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, good to be with you this morning. Absolutely. And I think it's the first time we've talked in uh, 2023. So how was the new year? How was the holidays for you and the family? Um, things were great. It was good to get back home. I was up in the Panhandle a little bit. And then just had a chance to unwind for a while. So it's nice. Uh, we had a heck of a busy 2022. Uh, but now I know that we're going to be right into a lot of big cases in 2023 as well. And the legislature's back. Uh, we're probably going to have some big announcements soon in terms of additional legal cases. So I'll tell you, uh, it's a good year. Uh, last year went very well for our office and for West Virginia. And we're just going to try to keep building on it for 23. Well, I want to uh, ask you to kind of recap 2022. But before we get there, uh, I'm sure you were tuned into the governor's state of the state address last night. Uh, what did you think about some of his ideas, some of his plans for the year ahead? Look, I think that the biggest announcement of all was the reduction of taxes. And I would applaud that tremendously. I think we do need to do something very bold. And that would make a big difference uh, for the Eastern Panhandle, for the state. If we could dramatically lower the personal income tax, that's one of the single most important things we can do, I think, to lure more people to West Virginia and to uh, really make some long-term fundamental changes to our economy. So I think from an eastern panhandle perspective, this would be huge. And there are resources. Uh, They're sitting on a surplus. There also will likely be some additional monies available, depending upon the status of some of the lawsuits that are out there, including one of them that I'm very involved in and we're driving. So I, I think what the governor's doing in terms of the personal income tax, and I don't know all the details, but it sounds like something I'm going to be uh, quite supportive of. And I'm hopeful a lot of folks in the Eastern Panhandle would be interested in a pretty significant uh, personal income tax cut. Now, you know, all the rest of the spending, we're going to have to see. I, I like the fact that A lot of folks are keeping the budget uh, in a more limited manner. I think that's critical. But there are certain needs that do need to get addressed. And so I hope they're going to be very thoughtful about it, you know, to really apply the dollars that are 
absolutely needed uh, to help our state and also uh, to make sure that they're retaining the discipline to not spend the way previous legislatures had way back in the day. Well, before we get into all the plans you have for 2023, because I'm sure your to-do list is pretty long, well, you had a long to-do list last year in 2022, and you were pretty successful knocking that out, it seems. You had a lot of big victories in the Supreme Court. You broke a couple of records for the state of West Virginia. So uh, all total, I mean, I guess we could sit here all day and talk about all your successes in 2022, uh, but how'd you feel with the end of the year, and how'd you feel about last year? Look, I think last year was a great year for our office and for the state of West Virginia, uh, because a lot of the seeds that we had planted for big cases, big initiatives over the years really came through. So just a couple for folks who are listening to remember West Virginia VPA. Uh, that was a big win we had at the U.S. Supreme Court. Probably the single biggest separation of powers case in the country in recent years. And that's very, very big because it ensures that the federal agency's power is derived directly from Congress that you don't want to get a, allow an unelected bureaucrat to reach down, seize power, and make decisions as he sees fit. That's a very, very big win, important for West Virginia. Then, of course, you had all the opioid wins, not only having the number one highest per capita opioid settlements in the nation, but I think even more importantly, a structured deal between all the counties and the, virtually almost all of the political subdivisions in the state and my office about how the money is going to be allocated and dispersed. And there's an actual plan in place for how you address substance abuse. This has never happened before. And we're looking at now having the ability to have a significant impact fighting the opioid epidemic. That's particularly relevant when you look at the scourge of fentanyl and how many people that's killing in West Virginia and across the country. And then, of course, we won the Hope Scholarship case which is going to provide for more educational attainment. And so my office was in charge of that legal defense. And so a lot of big issues like that, but there's more. And we're ready to tackle some additional challenges going after uh, Medicaid fraud and also pushing back against uh, a lot of the activities coming from Washington, this ESG and a lot of the kind of the, the far out, the woke culture. You know, West Virginia has a lot going for it, but we have to make sure that we keep a lot of these ideas out that would uh, really hurt our state tremendously. Well, let's look ahead towards 2023. You mentioned a couple uh, of things on your list there uh, just a few seconds ago and also some of the things that the governor was talking about. Uh, but what are the, what's the, the number one thing on your to-do list to take care of in 2023 for the, for the folks of West Virginia? Well, probably the most important thing is we're looking to finalize the structure of the opioid agreement that we reached with uh, the counties. Know, so that we can actually start to get some of the resources to fight opioid abuse uh, out into the counties and to the cities. And I think that's critically important. So I'm working on that right now, and we're trying to finalize the number of the additional cases that we're still actively litigating. So that's been a huge priority. And when people ask me, well, what are you doing in the future? What office are you going to run for? I've said, look, I've been so focused on getting big things done for our state that's always got to take priority because we like to rack things up and get big things done. And certainly uh, if you can make strides fighting the fentanyl menace and the opioid problems and also continue to improve to enhance the quality of the workforce that's available to work in West Virginia, those are incredible things that we need long-term of our state. So that's very, very high on the list. But obviously we're going to continue to oppose 
federal overreach when uh, the Biden administration and the federal government try to uh, stop our way of life or to put policies in place to hurt our jobs or our freedoms. We're going to always be there stepping up. We're going to fight, and we've got a really good batting average, and I think we're going to keep winning. In speaking with West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, it seems like over the last, what, couple of decades, I guess, West Virginia is, for lack of a better term, kind of been a punching bag uh, for, you know, the the country, uh, you know, at large. But uh, do you think that that is changing, you know, with uh, the strides of the senators, you know, uh, Senator Manchin and Shelley Moore Capito, and of course the work that you're doing in the courts? Do you think that the, the, the viewpoint on West Virginia is really starting to change glo- or nationwide? Well, I can say this. Through our office, we've been out in front. We've been able to uh, defeat the federal government on so many initiatives and uh, push back whether we're talking about a lot of these mandates uh, that the federal government tries to shove down our throats, whether we're talking about efforts to hurt our jobs or eliminate our freedoms. You know, my office has been able to step up, and we're no punching bag. I think the federal mm-hmm. government knows that. They, wanna, they do not want to go up against West Virginia in court or deal with our office in a way that uh, will cause them to lose. And so I'm encouraged about that. And obviously I'm rooting on uh, any of our uh, federal representatives who are going to stand up for our state. And so uh, when our federal reps do that, I certainly applaud them uh, for that. But I don't think West Virginia is a punching bag. I think that uh, we've demonstrated through the cases we filed that we have a darn good batting average. And if you get us into court, we're going to compete against the top lawyers of the federal justice department and we're going to uh, do pretty well in exchange so uh i I think things have changed a lot since i've taken over in 2013 Mm -hmm. because we're the principal legal arm that has to fight uh the feds Mm -hmm. and i think that it's important that we continue to do that no, I agree with you. I think the uh, the the mindset of uh, outsiders, if you will, in West Virginia has certainly changed tenfold in the last, especially a uh, decade, uh, but certainly here in the last couple of years. But again, speaking uh, with West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morris, you're gonna have to let you go here in just a few seconds. Uh, but any final things you want the the folks of West Virginia to know? How you feeling going into 2023? You know, I'm, I'm feeling really good. Uh, we're trying to get a, a bit more done in terms of our office, and then. You know, we can begin. A lot of people like to start the political process and what they're running for so early. You know, as as many people listening know, I'm from the Eastern Panhandle and, uh, you know, I've always been very, very active at home. And uh, but I want to get a bit more done. And uh, there'll be plenty of time for politicking and for elections. And uh, certainly we'll come on your show. and We'll talk about that at some point. But, you know, I'm excited. Uh, There's more work to be done to help our citizens. And uh, I still have got two more years left of my job as attorney general, and I want to make sure we keep uh, earning our paycheck every day. Well, it's been impressive to see work, the work you've done so far, and I'm excited to see uh, what you complete going forward. And the phone line's always open for you, attorney general. Sounds good. Well, look, it'll be nice to see you guys, and we'll stop on by, and hopefully we'll have a chance to catch up when I'm next back home. Absolutely. You're more than welcome anytime. But West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, thank you for joining me on Panhandle Live this morning. Yep, be well. Have a good one. And that's West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey. A lot there. He's uh, always got a lot of things that he's targeting uh, to try and, you know, uh, either get rid of, take care of, fix, you know, change, start up. Um, So it's always nice to be able to catch up with Attorney General Patrick Morrissey. Now, if you were listening to Panhandle Sports Live earlier this morning, again, you can hear that on here on WPM and WCST starting at 8.05 every morning. uh, We ended up breaking the news. Uh, Luke Wiggs, he ended up seeing the update that WVSSAC, they confirmed Greg Reed. uh, He was the assistant assistant director uh, for the commission, and he was also a former Martinsburg High School 
athletic director. He passed away suddenly overnight. Uh, Greg Reed did. So we're going to be chatting with Trent Sherman, Martinsburg principal here after the break to uh, get his thoughts on the passing of Greg Reed. And he did so much for athletics in Martinsburg. He was really right there when, uh, you know, Martinsburg football specifically is the first thing to come to mind, but athletics just in general started to become as successful as they are. And you see the stadiums and the, uh, the facilities and things. And uh, Greg Reed was a big part of that. So we'll be chatting with Trent Sherman after the break here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nicewarner, and as I mentioned right before the break, uh, on Panhandle Sports Live earlier this morning, we uh, found out about the tragic news uh, that came from overnight of WVSSAC uh, former at, uh, assistant director Greg Reed and former Martinsburg High School athletic director uh, passed away suddenly overnight. So uh, we were able to reach out to Martinsburg Principal Trent Sherman, who joins me on the line now. Uh, Sir, thank you for uh, being able to take the time to chat with me uh, about this uh, very stunning and uh, kind of way out of left field news. I'm sure, uh, you know, it was stunning to us. I'm sure it's even more so uh, to you and your staff. Yeah, thanks, Jordan, for having me on. Yeah, certainly um, quite a a shocking news uh, that we got. uh, I got last night and then I had to share with some of my folks here at the high school this morning. So how big of a part of the, you know, Martinsburg, especially athletic community, but Martinsburg high school community in general was Greg Reed when uh, when his time here was uh, happening? You know, Greg was a, was a real big part of uh, what we did here uh, at Martinsburg High School. You know, he was the AD here from uh, 2003 till he went over to the SSAC in 2015. You know, it was a big part of all the uh, the you know, runs we had in football kind of leading up to getting all those things started where, you know, uh, we went to college with, um, with, uh, Dave Walker and so they knew each other really well. And so, um, you know, he, he was a big part of Martinsburg. He's going to be sorely missed, uh, not just here, but I think with what he was doing at, uh, with the SSAC in the state of West Virginia as well. Well, he was certainly a uh, go-get-it type of guy, especially in the uh, athletic administration uh, role. But when you talk to you know people about Greg Reed, I also know him uh, a little bit personally as well. Uh, the first thing you always hear is how great of a guy Greg Reed was. He, he was a good guy, man. It, I mean, we had so many good times here at uh, high school just joking around and uh, just had such a good relationship. I first got to know Greg uh, – when I was in middle school, he was my middle school basketball coach, hmm. and uh, not probably not too many people can say this that he was he was my coach, and he also let, when he left uh, you know Hardy County and went back to Nicholas County, he coached my wife uh, in basketball in Nicholas County. So <laughs> uh, we both we both had some stories about uh, Greg and his uh, coaching prowess, and then uh, you know obviously. Uh, I came. He came here in '03. I came in '04. So I coached under you know his uh, administrative uh, things that were going on, and then um, I became an assistant principal. So we were colleagues, and then I became principal, and uh, you know he worked as AD under me, and then we also our sons were in the same classes. So uh, we coached uh, little league football together. We won a, a little league football championship up here. 
so I knew Greg in so many different facets, and he he was just a good guy. Uh, always, you know, looking to help whoever he could help, and uh, he loved kids. He loved athletics. He was a heck of an athlete. Could shoot a basketball like uh, nobody nobody's business. So. Uh, yeah, we, we, we had some great times together. Well, you mentioned it a little earlier when he was the athletic director here at uh, Martinsburg High School. It was kind of right when the you know big football run started to happen, when athletics really started to uh, blossom into what you know people know of as Martinsburg, where you say that anywhere across the state, anywhere really on the East Coast, and people know exactly where and what you're talking about. And, uh, you know, that doesn't, I mean, it happens, of course, if you have the right talent to coaching and things like that, but you need that administrative backing, especially from an athletic director that it seemed like Greg was willing to, you know, do pretty much anything to help these teams and these kids succeed. Yeah, he was. And he really, he really got rolled up his sleeves and got his hands dirty when it came to athletics and the things that he could do to help coaches and, and upgrade our facilities. He was a big part of getting uh, turf, you know, on the football field. The first time around, um, he was a huge part of that. Uh, you know, the relationship that he had with Dave, they could really uh, work well with one another and, uh, you know, iron things out to, to get things to where they needed to be and, and help help you get the coaching staff in place that you needed. And he just uh, he was just a guy who wasn't afraid to, to put in the time and the work. You know, as an athletic director, you're – you, put, you might as well put a bed in your in your office because th- those guys are here. It seems like 16 hours a day, uh, covering not just school, but then staying here for events that are after and traveling to to events, you know, and going to state tournaments and things of that nature. So, and he he never shied away from that. He he jumped right in and and did all those things. And uh, yeah, he's definitely gonna be missed. And speak with Martinsburg Principal Trent Sherman talking about the pay, the passing, the tragic and sudden passing of Greg Reed uh, over uh, the night last night. And before I let you go, and again, I appreciate you taking the time uh, during a school day and, of course, on such uh, times to chat with me on Panhandle Live this morning. Uh, if somebody, I'm sure somebody will inevitably today come up and ask you, you know, who was Greg Reed? You know, what can you say about Greg Reed? What, what would you say, you know, about the man and, uh, you know, about how great of an impact he was? You know, I would just say he was a great friend. You know, uh, like I said, I knew him in so many different capacities, but he, he it was it came right down to he was a great friend, and he would do anything for you. He loved sports. He loved kids. And, and most importantly, um, and the thing I think that gives me the most comfort is he loved the Lord. So I, I know where he's at today, so um, I, I think that's the most important thing. And Martinsburg Principal Trent Sherman, sir, thank you for joining me this morning on Panhandle Live. I'm, I'm sorry for your loss and for the loss of the community, uh, not just in Martinsburg, but across the state of West Virginia. And thank you again for joining me. All right. Thank you, Jordan. Absolutely. Again, that's Martinsburg Principal Trent Sherman talking about the tragic and sudden passing of former Martinsburg Athletic Director and uh, WVSSAC Assistant Director Greg Reed uh, last night, which uh, we saw the news broker uh, found out uh, when the news broke on Panhandle Sports Live this morning, which uh, definitely kind of shook a lot of us because, uh, like you said, when you have an athletic director, athletic director, especially if you're in that sporting you know realm at the school, they're a big deal. I mean, they're your kind of point person, other than your coach, of course, or you know whoever uh, that's on the staff there. But if you need something done, you go to the athletic director. And if you have somebody like Greg Reed that was you know willing to do just about anything for everyone in that athletic department and just in you know the school community in general. 
is is a big deal, and that's such a uh, such a tough loss for not just the folks here in Martinsburg, but across the state. And again, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to his family, friends. Uh, you know, Mr. Sherman. You could see, you could kind of hear he was you know still a little emotional. It's still pretty raw for a lot of people. Again, it just happened uh, suddenly and tragically last night. So, yeah. Oof, wasn't expecting uh, wasn't expecting that news today, that's for sure. But don't forget, you can always get in touch with us on Panhandle Live or Panhandle Sports Live anytime by texting our uh, toll-free text line, 304-263-4321. You can text us anytime or during the shows. You can also call us on the same number, 304-263-4321. If you missed any of the show today, got things started with Martinsburg Mayor Kevin Knowles. My goodness, he had a lot to talk about, especially with all the great things that are happening in and around Martinsburg with the kind of move back towards downtown bringing everything back into the center of where everybody's at and all the great events and you know the Apollo they're getting their marquee hopefully here in the near future and that's really going to change that Martin Street corridor it's going to look completely different once that marquee's down there and have all the extra lighting but he talked about the Martin Street corridor again that being finished the Frog Hollow Spur you know uh, all the different things that are happening in and around downtown Martinsburg Uh, the mayor Kevin Knowles was chatting about that we also spoke with West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey talking about his 2022 which was certainly an eventful 2022 and what he has to look forward to towards 2023 and he didn't quite mention it but he talked about it a little bit he might have something going on because he said he has two years excuse me two years left in his contract if you will as attorney general but he mentioned uh, kind of offhand a couple of times people keep asking him what he's going to run for so maybe he's got a, uh, a political move in the back of his uh, back of his mind in his back pocket that he's ready to pull out here in the next couple of years who knows who knows? Time will tell, and hopefully he'll be able to come on to Panhandle Live and maybe break that news for us. That would be pretty interesting. But And then, of course, spoke with Martinsburg Principal Trent Sherman about the tragic and sudden passing of former Martinsburg Athletic Director Greg Reed. But if you missed any of the show, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Uh, Marcia should be back next week. She's still feeling a little bit under the weather. She's got that cold uh, thing that's flying around. Everybody's kind of got something going on. It's that time of year, especially when it's, what, 51 day, 20 the next, and then negative three the following so you never know what to expect out there stay safe and um yeah this has been paying hand alive have a good one talk to you tomorrow wepm martinsburg and wcst berkeley springs a wvrc media station We're proud to live here, too.